to go blue crew. Welcome into the Go Blue Crew on Wolverine Sounds. Uh, we're looking forward to the Michigan State game. Derek, it's going to be a night game. And Michigan is, uh, what, 3-0 and under the lights? I think we were talking before the show. Did you say 3-0? and Yep, 3-0 and under the lights at Michigan Stadium. 3-0. and I don't know why that isn't knowledge, just like off the top of my head. You know, it's, it's like such a, it's a standout game, and it's only happened three times, and somehow, I don't know, it's not in my knowledge bank. Anyway, it's going to be a great atmosphere. I just wanted to get your take on what it's going to be like Saturday night at the Big House. Well, first and foremost, I'm a huge uh, fan of night games. I don't ever want it to be uh, like some of the teams in the ACC or the Big 12 where they seem to play at night every single week. Uh, I do think reserved for every other year uh, or maybe even every three, every four. Um, They've played three night games before 2011 Notre Dame probably the most memorable uh what a back and forth game Michigan came back with Denard Robinson 2013 Notre Dame uh they won and then Penn State was the other night game uh where they wore some really ugly jerseys to to at least most fans thought so they had the blue on blue that game I'm pretty sure so it's been three seasons since since we've seen it I'm excited uh weird that it's a Michigan State game there's obviously been games that have gone into the nighttime including uh, the game that we talked about in 2015 in the last show uh, that we don't like to talk about. But that game did end under the lights. Uh, but a true night game brings an entire different atmosphere to the big house. I will be there. Uh, I picked up tickets uh, this week to go. I'm super excited. It'll be my first Michigan State game, and it'll be my first true night game. So I know that they've had a over a week with the bye week to prepare as a as a staff in the stadium to, to put on just pure entertainment uh, and then hopefully the game uh, goes positively for Michigan which would provide even further entertainment which would obviously be and make for one of the best nights uh, in a fan's life and some of these players lives and maybe even Jim Harbaugh's life <laughs> yeah maybe maybe Jim Harbaugh's life I'm, I'm excited to see what he has to say uh, both before and after the game we kind of hit on the quarterback situation in our last show as well as talking about like what the state of the Michigan Michigan State rivalry is you could check that out on iTunes at Wolverine Sounds if you just search that you can subscribe and check us out there so I uh well first of all you I didn't know you had tickets to this game yeah I haven't I haven't told too many people you're gonna be there I'm gonna are you trying are you trying to keep it like on the DL or you don't don't know people to know not at all I mean I I uh just not something I Felt like I needed to. Didn't know how to like really announce that. I mean, I've I've you gone to a lot of games in the past. You didn't know how to announce that. You didn't know how to say, "Guess what? I'm about to have the time of my life at Michigan Stadium under the lights." Well, it was that I mean, simple. I guess you I don't even time. need to be part of the 280 character test with Twitter to get that out there. That's true. You know what? I have time. The, the, there's time left before the game kicks off, so I'll I'll go ahead and make sure I get something out. Maybe I'll do it on game day. Uh, just to make sure that I made it there safe so I don't... I mean, I'm not superstitious, but when it comes to night games against Michigan State, I might be a little bit superstitious. Yeah, like wearing, wearing the your lucky socks and underwear and stuff like that? Do you oh, have any? Absolutely. I have, uh, I have boxers that have uh, six-packs on them that I always wear tailgating, and I have to wear them tailgating. So I'm superstitious when it comes to tailgating. Okay, that's a little strange, but I'll give it to you. I Hopefully actually, that I didn't retweeted. make the show... Explicit? No, no, we don't have to mark that as explicit. Okay, good. Thank goodness. See, I retweeted Michigan alumni on Twitter 
for a pair of, of tickets for Saturday. I'm, I'm holding on. Like, I got my fingers crossed. That could happen. That could be me. I don't know where the tickets are exactly. You know, they probably put me up, like, in the uh, top corner or something like that. But, dude, I don't care. Like, put me under the lights. I'll, I'll be ecstatic either way. But, you know, the odds of that happening probably aren't great. You got a sure thing with those tickets, though. So I want to uh, see what your initial thoughts are on the Spartans team. What are you seeing so far? Well, I'm definitely uh, impressed in comparison to last year. Now, last year is a season that uh, any Spartan faithful would love to forget, uh, only winning three games. Uh, gave Michigan somewhat of a challenge, kind of uh, some some uh, points that were put on the board in that game last year that made it look closer than it actually was. But Michigan State is a, is a different team this year. Uh, you've got a guy like Lewerke who can both uh, do it through the air and is the leading rusher, which I know D'Antonio's not super thrilled about. He would like to get a running back established. Uh, but against a Michigan defense, I think that Lewerke will have some trouble. I think that they will need to have some sort of running game. Uh, but overall, I think that the Michigan defense is too powerful for the Michigan State offense. It really just boils down to that that Michigan offense. I know we've talked about that all season long. Uh, obviously, new quarterback at the helm starting, uh, even though John O'Corn got good time against Purdue. So I really look for the, the main matchup to be that Michigan offense against a, a state defense who, is, who has actually looked really good through the first four games of their season. You know what scares me about Michigan State is that the defense so far has graded out pretty well. The only game where they looked pretty bad was against Notre Dame. And Notre Dame is very good at running the football. In case you haven't noticed, Michigan is still trying to gain that part of the offense. So I am I am a little nervous that Michigan State is going to have the upper hand when the defense is on the field. Then you flip the you flip the uh, you know you flip the teams and you see that okay Michigan's defense has an advantage against pretty much everybody and even though the Spartans do have some playmakers, I I just don't think it's enough for them to to overcome the Wolverines defense. I'm looking at a lower scoring game and I don't think Michigan's gonna run away with it at any point. It might be similar to last season where the Spartans stick around and uh, maybe even make a few people nervous toward the end. I'm not that worried about the outcome, but if there is one thing that does make me nervous, it's the fact that um, Michigan State's defense has just looked pretty good on the whole outside of the one game. But you know, as I said, Notre Dame ran the football really well, something that Michigan probably won't be able to do. Yeah, one of the things I look for right away is just turnovers. Michigan's had some problem with turnovers. Michigan State's had some problem with turnovers. That was one of the biggest uh, things in there. 38 to 18 loss at Notre Dame and that game was actually 38 to 10 at one point until they scored late um, they rebounded against Iowa in a win at home uh, this would be their first game on the road D'Antonio came out and said well is this really a road game uh, yeah I, I would say it is uh, especially since the, the the stadium will still be predominantly Michigan fans even though state travels well and it's down the road but if Michigan can force turnovers, which they've been able to do, uh, I think that obviously advantage Michigan. And if John O'Corn and any of the running backs, receivers, whoever it may be, uh, if they can limit the turnovers, I think that that will really ultimately determine how the game's going to go and then obviously uh, help, help either team win, uh, whoever can win that battle. I'm curious, do you think Brian Lewerke is a, a quarterback who can win this game? I don't. I don't think that... He has enough experience uh, against 
a Don Brown defense to consistently be able to make plays. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he has a, a decently high ceiling. I think there's more to come out of him. Uh, but I think that I don't think he has what it takes to consistently uh, control a game against a Michigan defense. I mean, Michigan's defense has been in control for most of every game up to this point, if not the entire time during the game uh, up to this point. So I would say that he needs some help. They need some uh, big plays in order to consistently outwork the Michigan defense. I just don't see it happening. And if and if Michigan's offense gets it clicking, uh, I don't see State having any chance to win this game. Keep in mind, he's only a sophomore. He's completing 63% of his passes this season, eight touchdowns to two interceptions. Uh, yeah, I think he, uh, he doesn't get a whole lot of credit. Not that I think he deserves a bunch, but he is a quarterback who maybe flies under the radar a little bit. So sticking to the offensive side of the ball, who are you more worried about? Felton Davis, the third at receiver, or LJ Scott at running back? Man, I would say, I'd probably say Felton Davis just because LJ Scott hasn't been able to prove much. I mean, the work he's busted off for some pretty big runs, I think at least 260 plus uh, against against a couple of teams. But I would say that uh, Felton Davis is playing really well as a receiver. Four touchdowns in four games is a very impressive number. Um, and, I, and I would say that that's the element of the offense that most people... Uh, have seen positive things come from. LJ Scott, although a good player and and can really have a great game, he's only been averaging 3.7 yards on 58 carries. And so it hasn't been there for him yet. Uh, I mean, bad for Michigan if this is the game where where Lewerke plays good and LJ Scott figures it out. But as of now, I'm, I'm most concerned about Lewerke uh, and him just having uh, going into gamer mode and having the game of his life. Uh, and, and then obviously with that, I would say that uh, worrying about any receivers would, would be a bigger concern than worrying about L.J. Scott for me. Yeah, the only reason I bring up L.J. Scott is because he had a pretty good game against Michigan last year, over 100 yards, almost 139 yards rushing for him, and then 47 receiving. So, you know, he, he did some pretty impressive things against Michigan's defense, and I know that was kind of frustrating to watch last season. So, yeah, he, he just hasn't had a – very good 2017 campaign, but of course I can turn on a dime and he could maybe embarrass Michigan. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, I, I, after watching Michigan State, most of their game against Iowa, you know, I was very impressed with Felton Davis. He had a tremendous first drive, including a, a nice touchdown grab where Lewerke made a pretty good throw across his body as he was rolling out to his right. So, you know, this offense does strike me as one that can – find some holes in the Michigan defense and you know, march down the field a couple times. But as I said earlier, you know, it's, it's nothing that I think, uh, it's just enough that they, they won't get buried. You know, they're not going to put up three points and, and call it a day or a night, excuse me. I don't think, I think they'll score some points. It's just, uh, you know, a matter of getting uh, enough breaks to, to go through and, and, and put up 30 plus and, and win a game against Michigan on the road. I, I don't see it, but yeah, crazier things have happened, right? <laughs> cough, cough, 2015, cough, cough. Yeah, absolutely. I would say the earlier Michigan's in control can put some points on the board and, and stop Michigan State drives, kind of gain that upper hand, especially going into the half. 
I mean, obviously, uh, that benefits Michigan, even though it's a long football game and, and it's a rivalry and both teams should be giving their best. But if they're going to allow Michigan State to hang around, uh, whether it's low scoring or high scoring, I think that Michigan is absolutely susceptible to losing. Uh, they could have lost to Purdue if, if they decided to come out in the second half and not turn it on. They've been a second half team. I'd like to see them uh, put great football on the field for an entire game. Uh, this is a good opportunity under the lights to do so. I think the hope for every Michigan fan is they, they somehow come out and just stomp the Spartans, uh, especially in a year last year where you were hoping that would happen and it should have happened, especially as Michigan State only went on to win three total games. So it'll be interesting, but just like every game this season, it's it's what Michigan team shows up. Uh, can their offense get anything clicking? Uh, John O'Corn even took a while to to bring that energy and provide that spark against Purdue. It took second half adjustments for, for him to come out and start firing in all cylinders. So if he can get it going right away under the lights uh, in, in just the fourth night game in Michigan history, I say positive things for the Wolverines, and I don't think they'll ever look back if that's the case. Looking at the defensive side of the ball, um, is there anybody who really worries you? Like right off the bat, you, you think you need to keep an eye on them? I just think the unit as a whole, I think that they play uh, good football. Narduzzi is no longer there to, to coach the defense, but that's one thing, uh, obviously, minus last year, that Michigan State's always been able to play great team defense. They, they've never really needed the stars. Guys have gone on to the NFL and had, and had careers, been drafted. They've never really needed the defensive stars to put together a good defensive performance. I think this year, again, proves that. Uh, whereas you look at a Michigan, you've got a Rashawn Gary, or um, uh, Devin Bush, who seems to be an all-star on everybody's radar right now. Michigan State has playmakers, but I think the unit as a whole, if they can just uh, play well together and defend uh, a lot of Michigan's offensive options, I think that's when you really got to start worrying about them. Yeah, um, I'm so, you know, speaking of uh, the Spartans' defense, Joe, what are we going to call him? Is it Batchy? Joe Bacci, a linebacker, or is it something else? Is it Baki? I don't even know. That's up to you, buddy. Let's just call him Joe. Let's just call him Joe. His first name is simple enough. Uh, Joe here has 23 tackles, leading the Spartans. That's including four tackles for loss. And what impresses me most is uh, if you if you head over to Football Study Hall, and I don't know, do you keep up with like S and P plus rankings and things like that? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, so the success rate on Joe here is 29.4%. So that means when he's making a play, how often is the offense successful? Not even 30% of the time. And you run down the list and you see success rates against other defenders who are up there in tackles, and it's 47%, 45%, 58%. That's a really good number. You know, Teams are simply just not having success when he's involved in the play. So I'm a little, I'm a little worried about that. But in, in Michigan, Michigan State's defense on the whole, as you said, has been pretty impressive. It's, it's really a matter of do you have enough faith in John O'Corn, the offensive line, a receiving core without Tariq Black, to put enough points on the board to say, all right, defense, take the field, hold them to 13, 17, even 20 or whatever, and we'll do enough to win. Is that, is that the case? Yeah, I think that just because of the the lack of time that O'Corn's got and and what little we've seen out of the offense, that 
it's going to be up to Michigan's defense to to make this a game, give the offense a shot to win. I mean, we were looking at the Florida game. A lot of fans were worried about that. That turned out okay. And then you thought sure wins against Cincinnati and Air Force and then Purdue really up until the offense still was, was sputtering and you, and you kind of worried, hey, could Purdue actually beat Michigan? I think that this is when it gets really serious. You've got you've got a game against a Michigan State team, like I said earlier in the show, is much improved compared to last year. Uh, they showed improvements from Notre Dame to Iowa. Uh, Lewerke didn't throw any interceptions, which was huge for him, through two touchdowns. Only won that game 17-10. to Iowa, the same team that took Penn State uh, down to the wire uh, in, the same, in, in the week before the one that Michigan played Purdue in. So I would say if, if Michigan can hold Michigan State to anywhere under 20 points, you've got to think that whether offensively or even a special teams or defensive touchdown uh, or Quinn Nordine's 1,300 field goals that might happen, I would like to think that Michigan can not only get to 20 points but eclipse the 20-point mark, and that should be enough to, to win the game with their defense. You know, 1,300 field goals is a little excessive, but it's a real possibility that he has 1,300 yards in field goals, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, this is honestly a game, and, and he hasn't been talked about as much uh, recently, especially after that Florida game where he could have nailed, I think, six field goals but hit four, uh, including a 50-yard or 50-plus. Quinn Nordeen uh, is still going to be the guy. If Michigan can get close and they kind of have those – those uh, red zone struggles, Quinn Ordean's points are going to be more important uh, than, than anything in this game and games to come. So hopefully when Michigan drives down the field, they can complete a drive with a touchdown, especially under the with the energy of John O'Corn. But if they can't, Quinn Ordean might be out there four or five times uh, kicking big field goals under the lights, and, and hopefully he's connecting on all of them. I want to end the show with this thought. It's actually more of a question. But I'm only doing it because Michigan is in a much better place now than it was just, uh, what, three, four years ago. How many times do you expect to see the highlight of Blake O'Neill muffing the punt leading up to this game? None. None? One. Are you just not going to look at him? One, I'm not going to look at it. Two, I will be, (laughs) to be really honest with you, uh, I will be completely busy all week, and I will be in Ann Arbor all of Saturday. So I will not have any chance to watch a game day or watch a pregame show. And I can guarantee you, unless Michigan's feeling absolutely crazy from a staff standpoint for some weird motivation, I can guarantee you that's not going to be played at the Big House. So my chances of seeing it are zero. However, to answer your question, I do think it will be played heavily on ESPN, Big Ten Network, uh, I actually saw it while browsing through some some notes and, and looking at some things about last time Michigan State traveled to the big house, this happened. Yeah, I mean, it's there. I hope to not see it, and I know that once Saturday comes, I will not be seeing it. I'm expecting to see it no less than 900 times. No less. Man, turn away. Don't, don't do that to yourself. It's going to be everywhere. It's just it's going to permeate my mind. It's going to be all I can think about until... Hopefully Michigan wins. So, uh, Derek, I know that we publish our score predictions on a, on a separate you know, platform, but uh, so you don't have to give me that. Just tell me, are you feeling confident on Saturday? Yeah, I am. And and again, like I've said all season, if it's if it's a good Michigan team that that wants to 
execute and, and fire on all cylinders, I think no problem winning this football game. I think that's the team that's actually uh, top 10 in the country. If it's uh, can't find the red zone, can't convert in the red zone, uh, can't keep drives alive, uh, then I think that's a team that's not even in the top 25. So I think either way, good enough to beat Michigan State. Uh, but I hope that, and I think that Michigan has a great chance to to dominate Michigan State, even if the scoreboard uh, doesn't exactly prove it. All right, I'm with you. I feel pretty confident. So on behalf of Derek and I, thanks for listening to the Go Blue Crew. You can check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and iTunes at Wolverine Sounds, where you can sp- subscribe, listen to this show, listen to Derek's show, Divine Intervention. You can also check us out at WolverineSounds.com. So thanks for listening. We're looking forward to a good Michigan win on Saturday night. Go Blue. Go Blue.